um, nurses are notoriously known for having bad backs yep. and bad knees just from all they do is pull people up in bed or, you know, yeah. shift them into bed. But and you're pulling from an awkward position, too. Yeah. It's never like, uh, you know, it's one thing to, to deadlift 500 pounds off the floor. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to pull 200 pounds off of a, a bed when it's a foot and a half in front of you, mm-hmm. you know, so... I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Basson, and you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And uh, today we have Mr. Aaron Sexton. Welcome, Aaron. Good morning. How are you doing today? Doing well. Doing well. Just got done a little workout? Yeah, still sweaty. Yeah? Getting ready for the Open, man. First one. First one. This will probably air in like two weeks, so we'll be like halfway through yeah. at that point. But uh, what's... Uh, What's going through your mind right now getting ready for your first open? It's It's been, uh, uh, this will be my first year not doing the open uh, due to a little bit of injury setback. So um, it would been eight years. So I think I can kind of remember back to the first one and it being, you know, you're up against mm-hmm. the world. You against the world, Aaron. Yeah. I'm trying to set uh, realistic goals. I know uh, since I'm fairly new, I still at CrossFit, there's always something I don't know how to do. So I'm expecting that there will be something that I'm not great at. So yeah. I don't want to set too high of a standards for myself on this one, but still try my best. That's good, man. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tout on you for a little bit because I know you're too humble to do it yourself, but, uh, out of people that we've seen come through our doors, you are one of the most athletic and yet one of the most humble at the same time, um, which we don't see very often. Usually, It'll be one or the other. Um, usually if someone's super athletic, they kind of come in the door and hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, not always the best case when it comes to learning new skills uh, because you're in your mind, if you're expecting to already know something, it's going to be really tough to take a step back and say, wow, I really need to take the time to learn this. Uh, but for from day one, I remember doing your intros, your fundamentals classes, and just it, it was – I want to do this right before I do anything else. Mm-hmm. And that has been, you know, if I could have a million errands at the gym, I 100% would because it's so hard to get through to people that this takes a lot of time to really, really grasp and understand. Um, is that something that you've always been that way? No. No? Okay. No, absolutely Well, that's not. good. Did you learn from failure? I learned from failure. There you go. And that not just in uh, working out, but that in every other aspect of my life. Right. I finally hit a point where... Growing up, trying to do everything on your own, you realize that at a certain point you can't do everything on your own. Yeah. And what kind of uh, instances kind of drew you to that? Um, well, career-wise, um, just asking for help, asking for advice from people that know better. Same yeah. way here at the gym. Yeah. Um, I've tried working out on my own for years. And oh, yeah. When you come in here, everybody's so knowledgeable, so it, I just realize I can go so much further if I ask for help. Yeah. Hundred percent, man, and that's highlight that you know and say it over mm-hmm. and over again because because there's something to be said about just just acknowledging that you don't know everything and that you know it's exciting to learn new stuff. It is. You know, if you go everything everything we do in life is 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 a fork in the road. You can go one way and say 
well, I don't need your help or be just have an open mind, have mm-hmm. an open, uh, open arm, so to speak. And, and let those people tell you that, wow, there, there may be a different way to look at this. Yeah. Not that their way might is a hundred percent correct, mm-hmm. but minimally you understand there's a different way to do something, yeah. you know? And I think that's huge. Uh, again, whether it's career or fitness or just life in general, you know, I think, um, probably the, the big knock on, on our generation. We're about the same age. How old are you? 29. I'll be 30 right. this year. There you go. 30s are awesome. Yeah. 32. So we're about, we're roughly the same age. I think the big uh, knock on our generation is that, you know, we don't know how to work or we mm-hmm. don't know how, you know, uh, we already, ha- we expect things to be handed to us. Yeah. Uh, and every day, I think our goal is to prove that that's not 100% the case for everybody, you know? Uh, so you worked out on your own. It was very obvious that you worked out on your own when you came in. I mean, oh, I you. think I think the day after, you know, it was like one of your first classes, it was a, a running and, you know, 315 deadlifts and you just kind of click through 45 mm-hmm. deadlifts at 315 like it was no big deal and again it's not for some people but for a lot of people that is a it's a very heavy weight to pull off the floor 45 times so what were you doing prior to prior to crossfit that kind of got you here immediately prior to coming here i had been on a program that i found um where i would for a year and a half i would just incrementally go up in weight, and i would do mainly just bench press deadlifts and squats and I would your, do your big three type thing yeah, yeah for about a year and a half and I would go up maybe five pounds on each lift every week or two uh-huh. just really incremental and I saw a lot of improvement 100% where'd you start at like so so I, I think just point of reference I've mm-hmm. I've watched you pull was it over 500 mm, it was it was 500 I believe yeah so I've watched you pull 500 and and uh not an easy lift but also not mm-hmm. you know He's not bursting at the seams, so to mm-hmm. speak, uh, trying to pull this thing off the floor. So where did you start prior to that getting up to? Because a year, if you're talking about 52 weeks every week going up five pounds, mm-hmm. you're pulling back quite a bit, right? So where did you kind of start at with those numbers? Probably around, for deadlifts, probably around like 225. Yeah. And it, it, mentally, that's got to be tough knowing that like, all right, I know I can pull more than 225 mm-hmm. off the floor, but yeah, I'm going to stay right here. And that's where I am with most of the other Olympic lifts right now, too. It's I have to stay patient and continually ask for help because even though I can deadlift like around 500 pounds, I, when I first came here, I couldn't snatch 95 pounds. Yeah, yeah, because it's, just, a, it's a dynamic movement. Yeah. I, I literally just had a conversation with someone yesterday about um, during their fundamentals that I tell people all the time, you are, it's like if you just went and tried to learn French right now, never having spoken one word of French in your life. Mm-hmm. You are by definition learning a new language. It's a body language, but you're learning a new language and you can't expect that. You can't expect to learn it in a year for yeah, some people. That's a good you way know? to put it. Some people will hundred percent learn it and it's going to pick up on it like this, mm-hmm. but that may be due to uh, numerous factors. Could be genetics, could be their athletic background, uh, could be they've touched upon it um, sometime prior to this, you know, maybe like a lot of football players go through clean. So they have some yeah. idea of what it's going to be. Uh, but for a lot of people, if you're, if you have not been into uh, fitness your whole life, you come in here expecting to, well, well that person does X, Y, Z. So I should be able to do that. I think we, for a lot of people, we know that that's not true, but it's a really, really tough thing for a lot of people to grasp because they, they, they don't want to mm-hmm. be vulnerable, so to speak, yeah. you know? So, um, 
So a year prior to that, did, did you play sports growing up? Yeah, growing up I played baseball in uh, middle school and some in high school, but then I switched over to track, and I actually did cross country most of high school. Yeah? Yeah. What did you uh, run in track when you ran? I started off with more long distance and then kind of moved towards uh, 400s and 200s. Very cool. I was, I was uh, in the same – kind of the same realm. I, we actually had to, for soccer – had to run two miles in 12 minutes to make the team. So we would yep. run cross country to and practice with them in order to That's fast. get, yes. <laughs> Looking back on it, I'm like, that was like, that was kind of impressive to yeah. do. So, um, I don't even know, remember what the time was. I feel like that was a pretty high bar to set for a bunch of high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that being said, uh, it made you want to push towards that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they would have said, you know, two minutes and six, two miles and 16 minutes, yeah. Okay, I could probably mm-hmm. do that blindfolded, yeah. you know, but two miles to 12 minutes, that is a, that's pushing, mm, yeah, pushing a, uh, a, a run there. So, but yeah, we do the same thing. I think I end up running a couple meets and a couple cross country meets as well. But, um, it's, it's crazy how just having that body awareness for through athletics does transfer yeah, into here. For sure. Um, how, uh, you said something about, we talked about you just got a new car mm-hmm. driving to Indiana. You and your wife, are you from Indiana? No, I'm from Berea, Kentucky. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. So, we've just moved around quite a bit, chasing jobs and going to schools and yeah. everything. So Yeah. Where uh, where did you go to school at? I went to EKU in Richmond. Okay. And then uh, went to nursing school at Bellarmine in Louisville. Okay. And my wife, we had a job in Louisville. And then when she got a job here in Florence followed her yeah got a job here in Florence so here we are all right very yeah. cool you uh we have a kind of a mutual friend mm-hmm. Melissa Doss right yeah. yeah so uh I saw we posted that video of, of uh, and by the way Aaron just his first basically his first muscle up attempt just kind of floated on up there uh for for lack of a better term uh but again that being said if you just watched that video you'd think wow Aaron Aaron just first time we tried it well not necessarily mm-hmm. there's been a lot of other patient steps progressing up to that you know um staying after class going to gymnastics seminars that we're hosting Mm -hmm. here um a lot of those things before attempting that muscle up led up to him understanding the movement and being able to turn over the rings and kind of get right up there um that backed by just being a strong guy i mean you you are you're just a strong dude so uh it doesn't hurt to be strong in some of these senses so um but how do you know melissa we worked together for a little while. I worked at a law firm. I was a legal assistant there, and she was an attorney. So, um, yeah, that's how we got to know each other. Yeah, she, Melissa's awesome. Did she's you? Uh, did she kind of talk your off about CrossFit? A little bit, yeah. I, <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of don't. I mean, I'm not, I'm not throwing her under the bus. It's like anybody who does CrossFit. It's like that's your biggest I, complaint for people who don't do CrossFit mm-hmm. is like, God, I just won't shut up about it. <laughs> she, I could tell she was an athlete the first time I saw mm-hmm. her obviously she's just yeah but she never pushed it on me or anything but yeah. she's uh she did invite me to go hang out with her CrossFit friends one yeah. time when they went bowling and everybody there was really cool yeah. um and just yeah seeing how encouraging they were kind of made it easier for me to join this gym because yeah. uh, you know seeing the community that surrounds it yeah 100 percent, man I mean that's that's the through point with all any and all CrossFit gyms uh and we've we've said it multiple times on on this podcast and it's every single gym is going to be different Mm -hmm. and a you have to find the one that fits you so um you know we have a lot of different personalities here 
some are going to work, some aren't going to work. doesn't mean that CrossFit doesn't work for them. They just got to find the right community to surround themselves with, you know? Um, and that's just one of those things that may take a little bit of trial and error. We've had a couple people come through our doors where they've left and gone somewhere else and been a hundred percent happy. I used to get, uh, a little, uh, uneasy about it. Like, Oh, how could they, how dare them, you know, leave this gym, yeah. you know, but in the same token, like mm-hmm. I'm not going to force somebody <clears throat> to stay that doesn't fit in here. Uh, you know, we can try and accommodate everybody as best we can, but yeah. if it's just not a good flow, it's not a good flow, you know, and we're glad that you kind of walked through our doors. It's been, uh, thank you. Yeah. So, um, you are a, where you, where are you a nurse? At? I'm a nurse at uh, Florence in St. E. St. E. Yeah. I work in yeah. New York. Okay. What's that? What's that? Uh, is it always just high energy? I feel like it's just a lot of hurry up and wait. And then all of a sudden it's boom yeah you're, that's you're pretty on. much it yeah. yeah this past couple of months it's been super busy because everybody has the flu oh yeah so yeah we were in, in the er uh, somewhere recently and it was just it it's literally if you just looked around the room i could feel like i could just point people out who were oh, yeah. like flu 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 um is there a is there like a, a carryover from this into something like the er so uh, like for instance if if someone's if you have to pick somebody off a gurney, mm-hmm. like is, oh, does yeah. it make it easier? Cause again, we, what we do here is, is hopefully for what is outside these walls. Like if I want to go on a hike, whatever I do in here should complement me going on a hike, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, whether it's, you know, something that is active all day, uh, we've had a couple uh, FedEx drivers, UPS drivers come through our door. They're, they're lugging boxes around. Yeah. They're stronger and you have more endurance. Your job should be easier. Yeah. Hopefully, it's the same with something like an ER position. Right? I think so too. Yeah. Um, nurses are notoriously known for having bad backs. Yeah. And bad knees, just from all they do is pull people up in bed or, you know, yeah. shift them into bed. But and you're pulling from an awkward position too. Yeah. It's never like, uh, you know, it's one thing to to deadlift 500 pounds off the floor. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to pull 200 pounds off of a a bed when it's a foot and a half in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, do you, do you kind of, I feel like I'd walk around just watching people and just like, uh, yeah, I do. Your chest up. You know, yeah. I feel like you should just kind of just maybe direct people like, eh, maybe mm-hmm. if you just pull your hips down a little bit and pull your chest up. Right. Um, so what other stuff as far as, uh, you know, your, your job, have you seen any transfer over from carryover from here to there? Uh, I could probably throw nutrition in there. Yeah. Um, since I've been here. I'll say it's given me a reason to eat better. Yeah. Because I can see direct results from when I do eat better. That's, you know what I'm saying? hundred percent, man. Uh, it, it is. If, if I, if I go have a long weekend, let's just say bad food, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not, not even putting a beer or two in there, but just, just a weekend of bad food. And I come here on Monday, mm-hmm. generally speaking, if I'm doing some sort of, uh, metabolic conditioning workout, I'm going to feel pretty gross. You yeah. know? So, and the sooner you can see that correlation between what you're putting in your body and what you're outputting here, the easier that nutrition piece becomes, yep. you know, um, again, just had a conversation with someone yesterday where it was, I, I think the exact quote was like, you know, I just don't like vegetables and I, I agree. I'm not, I'm not hundred percent on board with eating broccoli, mm-hmm. you know, like I do, but I th- the way I, ex- I try to explain it is, is it's just the, the gas in the car analogy. It's an old one, exactly. but, but 
you know, if you're, if you're putting premium gas in, hopefully the car's running a little bit better, you know? So, uh, mm-hmm. and if you're flooring it more, you got to put more in, you know, that's a whole nother uh, piece of the, the, uh, nutrition part of it. Cause I, I can probably guarantee you going from the big three lifts into something like this, you've probably had to uptick your actual calories. You, you basically yeah. would have to, or else you're going to start losing weight and losing mm-hmm. strength. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's a huge piece in the, huge piece of the puzzle that most people are actually missing is trying to out train that bad diet. Yeah. You know, I just don't think it's possible. Come in here five days a week, crush yourself, mm-hmm. go home and feel bad and eat bad. Yeah. You know, it just, it, you can't match those things up, you know? Yeah. And nurses are, I mean, they're just the worst for eating. I mean, I know there's probably going to be some listening. No, but it's, it's, it's I, I, I dated a nurse for a while. It's, it's bad. bad. It is. I, I used to work for a, a, a park district, um, for about five years I was, I was a graphic specialist for them and and there's like 40 people that work there but every day was someone's birthday yeah like I'm like there's only like 40 people here like I don't understand how mm-hmm. there's this many cakes lying around there's always cake always donuts always candy that's whatever. It's unreal how do you uh, kind of curb that because that's that's a huge one I'm I'm ask anyone here that's mm-hmm. known me for a while like I, I put sweets in front of me I'm done yeah I can't I have you know, everyone's like, "Oh, you can eat whatever you want." No, I cannot. It's it's a it's a it's a mindset to yeah. actually say no to stuff like that, and it's just not buying it at home. Yeah, exactly. Know? That helps. Yeah. Uh, having goals, and I have goals in here where I'm I'm constantly trying to get to the next step. And I know if I if I eat something that consistently eat bad, I'm never gonna never gonna get there because I've when I first started coming here, I would sort of eat what I wanted. I never had the best workouts, but when I started changing the way I ate, I could see more leaps and bounds. Yeah. So I don't know that that helps me knowing if I eat something like this, I'm not going to do well when I come in tomorrow. Sure. What kind of goals have you set for yourself? Cause, cause that's, that's huge, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think again, coming in here, you, you already had a different mindset. It does take a little while for people to learn that kind of mindset. Um, and to start out, uh, Mark just walked in. Say hi, Mark. Hey. Oh, there he is. Uh, it does take a little bit to um, kind of get in that mindset that I have to start setting goals. Mm-hmm. I think you were the type of person that probably set goals prior to even coming in here. I think you had probably strength goals. You had fitness goals. Uh, they may have just changed a little bit. So what kind of goals have you set forth for yourself? I mean, one, I think the open is, is one. You, one. You haven't done it yet, but you do have goals for it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, where, what's kind of next for you as far as where you want to go? I just have several movements I want to be better at. Um, yeah. snatch was one of them. Muscle up was one for this year. I wrote several down when January rolled around and that was, uh, getting my first muscle up. So check that off. Check that, check that off. off in yeah. like early February. Yeah. That's solid. Um, yeah, the snatch, um, what's, uh, what's a, a goal for the snatch for you? I don't know is, it a, is it is it is it is it a weight or is it it's like a, a proficiency a, a, thing? Yeah, more proficiency. I mean, yeah. I don't know what a good weight is, but it's just being able to do it the right way. Depends on who you talk to, I guess. <laughs> you know, a good weight for a, a weightlifter is going to be much different for like a CrossFitter. Mm-hmm. But you know, again, depending on what is thrown at you in the open, it could be something to where you're going to get just by doing what you have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a workout last year where there was some pretty heavy snatches. So it just depends on really who the person or, or what shows up, mm-hmm. you know, um, we'll say one thing with the open, it, it generally does expose a weakness or two, a hole in the game. So, um, 
and again, for someone like yourself, it, it's exciting to see mm -hmm. because when it, I, I, again, I've known you that long. We've known each other. How long you been here? Nine Probably months. About nine months. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so we've known each other for about nine months. I can already tell that right away you were the type of person that's going to face an adversity and figure out a way to get around it. So um, I had a discussion on Tuesday with someone just about how there's basically two types of people. When they're confronted with a problem, some people are just going to throw their hands up in the air and say, well, that's just the way it is. I quit. And there's going to be other people, I think, much like yourself, that are just going to say, well, there's a problem here. How do we fix it? You know, so yeah. the exciting part about the open is it might expose some weaknesses, but that's just a new set of goals, you know, and, and hopefully the more people we can get to get into that mindset mm -hmm. of like, it's not necessarily a problem. It can actually be a goal. The more successful everyone's going to be, you know? Um, so we've got some, some, you know, maybe a snatch goal, some, some open goals. What about long-term goals? So we've got maybe some for the year. doesn't have to be necessarily, uh, fitness related, mm -hmm. you know, uh, hopefully you guys are here for a little bit chasing, you know, done chasing jobs for a little bit. Is that, yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that's a big relief in itself. Yeah. So yeah, we've kind of settled down career wise, but, uh, I guess looking for a house eventually is our next big step. Yeah. Where are you guys uh, looking to? Oh, we don't know yet. We haven't really begun that process, but somewhere around here. Yeah. That's, uh, have you enjoyed kind of being, so where, where all of you guys moved to and from? Uh, my wife is from Ashland, Kentucky. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like I said, I'm from Bria. We met at EKU. Okay. So, yeah. So from, and then you say, you say something about Louisville? Yeah, we, Louisville? we both moved to Louisville for work and school and then moved back here. Louisville's a nice town. Oh, yeah. Really enjoy it there. It's it got some of that old charm and some, some newer it's stuff unique. in the city. It's, it's very like unique. A, it's like a, a big town. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's not a... Uh, Metrop sprawling metropolis mm -hmm. of a city, but at the same time, it, it kind of does seem like it goes on forever. But it's a very small town exactly. feel everywhere you go. I agree. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So, uh, what was a big? So we kind you probably started out. Did you? you let me rephrase that. You didn't hit the ground running as soon as you done fundamentals, right? I mean, you came in. Was it? I'm automatically in five days a week. Or is it like I started out maybe three days a week and kind of built up? Because I think, again, the tendency is is for a lot of people, they want these kind of instant results. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm basically going to use you an example of just like a model mm -hmm. CrossFitter and what we would like to see. So for you, like how, how did it start out? As soon as you're done with fundamentals, what was your next step? I wanted to do five days a week. Yeah. I remember when I first came in here, I had that goal sheet that Mark gave me. Yeah. And that was the goal. It was five days a week. But I had to humble myself there, you know, and... I think it was three or four. Did you feel kind of, because uh, again, being athletic is one thing, but this is a different type of training. Do you feel yeah. beat up from just three days a week? Absolutely. Yeah. Because again, it's it's the, the, the mindset of more is better mm -hmm. is not always the right one. You yeah. know, and I think that's one thing with CrossFit where we see more is better, more is better, more is better, more is better. Mm -hmm. um, and you having really only experienced us as a CrossFit gym, I think we might actually be in the minority of how a lot of CrossFit gyms work in that we really just have just the workout for the day. Now that's not how it used to always, that's not how it used to be. Uh, we kind of transitioned to basically a strength portion and then a Metcom portion. But I think for someone like you, again, you're going to benefit more from let's take a little bit of time and learn this movement some more and then we'll kill it in the workout, mm -hmm. you know? Um, 
So once we started to transition into something like a four and then a five day a week, how long do you think that took you roughly to get to five days a week? Yeah. Probably like three months, three months and really feeling comfortable. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, did you feel like you needed to not? So was that about the same time you started to kind of dabble in nutrition as well? Yeah. Yeah. About that same three month time mm-hmm. frame. Like, okay. Uh, yeah. I, I used to feel sick a lot when I came here from workouts. Yeah. Uh, I remember the, the hardest workout I remember doing here was when we did thrusters and I had to go outside and I was like dry heaving by the tires. Yeah. And there you go. <laughs> Chris was checking on me. Yeah. But yeah, well, and, and, and the funny thing is again, that you make that connection like, wow, like, all right, what did I have today? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I had a loaded baked potato. Right. All right. That's probably not the best, you know, mm-hmm. and, and you mm-hmm. start to make that correlation. Then, then that's where the, you know, the light bar light bulb started to pop mm-hmm. off. Um, and then once we started to get to those, you know, five days a week, the, the last component of that for a lot of people, I think is the, the mobility portion. And I see you in here working on different stuff. When did that start to kind of pick up that again, seeing that there's a correlation between, Oh wow. If I, I got really tight shoulders or I have really tight hips. I need to work on this more. Uh, was that right away or was that again towards that kind of later on? It was, that was more right away because, um, I mean, I still have poor mobility. I feel like in my shoulders and lats, poor mobility. We got shoulder kind of roll forward things like that. And so you kind of noticed that right away. What were some of those things that you've, you've done to hopefully correct some of that stuff? Asking for help. I mean, I ask every class. I seem seems like I ask Chris or Derek or whoever's coaching. Yeah. Look at my hands. Something. You know, what am I doing wrong with right. my shoulders? You know, does this look okay? Hundred percent, man. Because again, I can't tell you just for myself, the person who trains uh, alone a decent amount, mm-hmm. uh, mainly just because of class times and things like that. Getting video of myself is is huge. So in, in the same kind of sense, like you're not gonna have your phone set up while you're doing a workout, but having someone who can see from the outside, just like mm-hmm. when I go back and look at some video, like, oh wow, like why are my elbows down here? Yeah. Or my feet are in a weird spot. Cause you don't know when you're doing it. Mm-mm. You know, there's so many people that you tell them something, they're like, I, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? And then you show them a photo or something, they're like, oh. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was completely rounded over or or when I get to the bottom of the squat, my hips kind of curve under. Cause again, you don't know what you don't know. So. Mm-hmm. I think that, again, that through line is 100% just asking for a little bit of help, asking for a little bit of guidance. And that's what we're here for. Yeah. I mean, you already pay us to I come I love here. asking for help. Yeah. Again, it's like we're here yeah. all the time. This is all we do is eat, breathe, sleep, CrossFit, weightlifting, and, you know, mm-hmm. gymnastic stuff. So please ask for a little bit of help. Um, so I, I do want to we'll kind of round things out a little bit here. Uh, what we do want to ask just a final question, just something around – Round it out. If you've ever listened to one of these, it's the same question every single time. It's just a very simple question. And that is, what is your definition of fitness? Definition of fitness is, hmm, that's a good one. Feeling good about myself. And I mean, that's, I mean, I think mentality wise plays into that as well. Um, Physical and mental fitness. hundred percent. And it's, it, you know, it can't, it's a, can be as simple as that. Mm-hmm. It really is. Looking, looking good, feeling good. That is really it's bare bones, yeah. you know. Because um, 
again, we do this for longevity. We do this for, for our spouses, for our families, but, um, and in the long run, um, it sounds a little bit selfish sometimes, but doing something for yourself is not necessarily a bad thing because it's going to bleed out into the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're, if you're doing something for yourself and it's for the right reasons, it's going to benefit you and everyone around you in the best manner. Yeah. I'm not trying to, no, don't want to sound corny or anything, but I do think that the mental portion is just as important, if not more important than physical. And that's what makes coming here so great is because I've never had a day where somebody is negative here and it's like a, a break from work or, or whatever. When I come in here, everybody's positive. Yeah. And I can imagine, uh, especially in the ER, you're, mm-hmm. you tow that line of, of positivity and negativity because the people are probably going through some really hard times. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, they're in the emergency room by definition, mm-hmm. there's an emergency there. Um, and that I can't imagine what stress that brings on, you know? And I think that, you know, coming to a place that, that we, we call it, you know, sanctuary, mm-hmm. you know, you could call yeah. it whatever you want, but I think for a lot of people, it is that because you need a little bit of break from your, your everyday monotony and coming to a place that you can just relax with a bunch of people exactly. and, and embrace the suck, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see a lot of suck embracing in the next five weeks. So I do wish looking you the best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the few looking forward to it, man. Uh, thank you, uh, Aaron, for joining Thanks, us today. Jerry. And uh, thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thanks, man.